Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. I'm Allison Klein. I'm back with Ray Jean Skillern, the frequent guest of the program. Welcome, Ray Jean. Hey, good morning, Allison. Nice to talk to you again. So, Regine, um, last time you were on the show, we were talking about the upcoming structure event, and you had talked about some of the news that we were going to be discussing there. But before we get to there, why don't you give the audience a reminder of what you do at Intel and talk a little bit about the general topics that you saw at Structure? So I am general manager of Intel's cloud service provider business, which means I get to have a lot of deep relationships with the world's largest cloud service providers as we look to optimize our product portfolio and even customize our product portfolio to meet their unique needs in terms of leading-edge technologies and scale and workload optimization for their unique application environments. Um, So while doing this, obviously, we do a lot of understanding our customers' requirements, and then we develop a roadmap of technologies, and that eventually typically funnels out across the industry. So when we look at Intel's view of the data center moving forward, you talked in our last interview about our vision for the data center around disruption of the traditional static fixed function infrastructure to one which is much more flexible and and agile in delivery of data center services. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so the industry is changing and the data center is changing. We've all talked about how there's an increased strain and demand on the data center as it grows to support more and more billions of people coming online with billions and billions of devices accessing and creating data and accessing the Internet. And that creates new services. And what it's doing is it needs a data center infrastructure that can scale effectively with it. And as the data center scales, it's going to be architected differently. And we see two significant changes that are really kind of changing how the data center will look going forward. It's the move to software-defined infrastructure and that massively scale-out distributive applications that can run in that environment. This not only increases the efficiency within the data center, but it also increases the pace at which infrastructure and new services can be delivered. So we have this ability now to not only create more consumer and business services, but to do it very rapidly And if we have a data center infrastructure beneath it that can scale and move it at the same pace, then we can help drive increased growth across the entire data center ecosystem. One of the things that you guys discussed at Structure is the focus on increased amount of customization into silicon. And and can you talk a little bit about how that has shifted over time and what was new within the Structure timeframe? So we've always striven to deliver the best quality and performance and leading-edge capabilities into the Xeon product line. We've often done a lot of innovation and then integrated it right into the Xeon core so that's broadly available across all data centers. But what we've also found is that general-purpose silicon is good for the majority of applications. There are some workloads that need more fine-tuned optimization for specific segments or workloads or use cases. What we announced at Structure was the ability to go one step further with a truly customizable Xeon. What this does is it takes an FPGA and actually integrates it into the Xeon package with a coherent link. And what that means is by having an FPGA sitting in the same package, it's now PIN compatible, 
and board compatible with a regular Xeon. Now you can take an application has a unique set of IP or an encryption or an algorithm to speed that function. It can be programmed directly into the FPGA and used to accelerate search or caching or network functions or things like genomic sequencing. Now this FPGA has coherency within the design. Can you talk a little bit about that and about why that matters? Um, a coherent link basically means you're getting a direct connection into the Xeon processor and the memory and cache hierarchy of that processor. When you use a non-coherent link, for example, if you hang an FPGA through a daughter card in a separate discrete component, you're sacrificing some latency and performance of that. So what we've done is by integrating on package and using QPI as a coherent link between the Xeon processor and the FPGA, we're able to improve about 2x in terms of the performance due to the low latency of that coherent interface. So this seems like a different level of custom solution than we've talked about before. Can you talk a little bit about how this one differs than some of the other products that we've discussed in previous disclosures? The difference is we would create a custom SKU and provide it to a customer. This is a customizable SKU and it can be changed. The thing with an FPGA is you can actually reprogram it down the line in seconds or minutes, and the algorithms can be changed as new workloads emerge or as your compute demands fluctuate. Think of it this way. We all know that anything that can be done in hardware or silicon can take a lot of time. If you can do it in software, it can be done quite a bit faster. So think of it as an incubation point where our customers and where Intel can take core IP we're developing, put it into the Xeon earlier by programming it into the FPGA, and then as that IP, then we can integrate it directly into our products in the future as we understand which set of IP is going to be broadly applicable or beneficial to multiple customers or even integrate it into a custom silicon solution for one of our big service providers directly. Do you see over time this type of design overtaking more and more workloads as our sophistication and customer sophistication around how to actually use these types of platforms advances or is this something that serves a particular segment of the market? I think the opportunities will definitely grow as people become, um, you know, you have to know how to program an FPGA, right? And there's certain sets of tools that are provided by vendors to program those FPGAs. So as those tools mature, as we make them easier to use across, you know, more and more customers, as we help define IP libraries so that the code for acceleration, we can kind of standardize. That will all make it easier to use. But like I said, it's still really for when you have an application running at scale that you really are going to get the best types of results. And Regine, when you talk to customers about this, what is the time frame that you would suggest that these things start emerging in the marketplace or start showing up in terms of tests and development? Well, people who are interested can definitely start right now. Intel's been doing a lot of work with FPGAs already, and we do it through a, it's not an integrated solution, but it's a discrete in-socket solution that we have developed and we have available for development today. This really helps people test their application and test the acceleration for that application. And then in the future, for future generations of Xeon, we'll have, as we incorporate it on package, we'll have pilot and production programs. Regine, always a pleasure to talk to you. Um, very interesting area of innovation from Intel right now. Uh, we'll have you back on the program soon. Great. Hey, thanks for having me. Have a good day. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, 
and intel.com slash data center optimization.